All right, guys, we are heading into holiday weekend, which means we are about to make you some good money. All you got to do is make sure you check out Bet Online. We've got Danny Cannell here who is going to tell us which games are going to be good for us to put our money on, eat real good, and then have full pockets when it's all said and done. Let's talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? I'm Candace Cooper here, host of Locked On ACC, and we are rocking and rolling on this Wednesday morning, getting excited for what should be a very good holiday weekend of football. Danny Connell is joining us, the CBS, CBS analyst. He is coming on courtesy of Bet Online. Check out Bet Online for updated college football playoff conference, Heisman, and college football week 13 lines. Danny, how's it going? I am great, Candace. Happy Thanksgiving week. Happy Thank rivalry you. week. It is great to be on with you. I had fun last time. Looking forward to our chat. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, this is a great time to make some good money. Your pockets are full. Your belly is full. You're just saying, well, let's just try it. You know, shoot for the stars, however it rolls. And of course, with rivalry, a lot of emotions are involved. And we're going to kick things off and start with, of course, all of our top 25 or a couple of our top 25 teams here in the ACC. Let's start with Clemson. They've had, you know, an interesting road about here and sitting at number eight in the college football playoff rankings, where we're still trying to say, is the math going to math to where they have an even viable chance? to be in the college football playoffs when it's all said and done, but they're facing off against a really good South Carolina team who just came off a really good win against Tennessee. How are you feeling about this Clemson program right now and what we'll see going into the South Carolina matchup? It's been a year, right, for Dabo and the Tigers. Um, it feels worse than it's actually been, though. Does that make sense? Like, they've yes. got so much criticism They've had, you know, ugly games. Syracuse was not pretty. The game against Notre Dame is one they like to forget. And yet it's the only game they lost, right? <laughs> I mean, at some point, I do feel some of the criticism has been unfair. Yeah. Especially when you're compared to some of the other teams that have struggled, other teams that have lost. And for whatever reason, Clemson gets dinged worse than other teams in the top 10, which drives me a little bit crazy. And I'm sure it does Dabo too. Yeah. They're still a really good football team. I think the best thing that happened for Clemson, well, it was a good thing and a bad thing, which I'm sure you've talked about. The best thing that happened was that South Carolina beat Tennessee last week. And, yeah. th and obviously, tra you know, hated to see Hen and Hooker go down, mm -hmm. but his injury did not play a factor in that game. Right. South Carolina was going to win that game no matter what. So you don't have right. any excuses for Tennessee. Yeah. But now you've got an opportunity to play against a team that just beat the team that the committee said, you're not better than them. You're yeah. not better. And now you can go out and avenge that and like make a statement. And I think they do. Yeah. As, as, as much as Tennessee had so much success and they had the win over Alabama and they had some great wins, they beat LSU, their defense is not very good, specifically their pass defense, which ranks 130th in the country. Out of 131, <laughs> they are awful. <laughs> and South Carolina was able to exploit that. Yeah. But Clemson's defense isn't that bad. In fact, yeah. they're a whole lot better. So I think it's going to be a much bigger struggle for Spencer Rattler, who had eight touchdowns on the season, had yeah. six against Tennessee. I think you'll get more of what you saw from Spencer Rattler throughout the season. I like Clemson's chances here. 
The only other thing that kind of hurts is that North Carolina lost to Georgia Tech because that was another, you know, important piece of the puzzle for Clemson and North Carolina to hopefully get an ACC team in the playoff. So once you beat South Carolina, hopefully you take care of your business. You have to root for UNC. Actually, they play on Friday, right? So they play first. So you better be rooting for North Carolina against NC State because you need them to be as strong a candidate and as strong an opponent as possible before you go in the ACC championship game. And Candace, I will pound the table that Clemson, if they do handle their business, they should be in the conversation. I'm not saying they guaranteed a spot, yeah. but they better be at five or right there on the cusp of making the playoff because if yeah. they aren't, then it's just a blatant kind of anti-Clemson, anti-ACC bias, which we do see a lot of, unfortunately. Yeah, I was gonna just going to say, I think it speaks more to how people view the ACC as a whole. And we say that, you know, Clemson has struggled, whatever you say, they pull out wins with other teams in our conference. But that should speak to the fact that a lot of teams have gotten better. Not everyone is just scratching along and Duke's f- figuring out how to win seven games and all of those things. So I'm hoping that that speaks more to the uh, pr- improvement. But you did bring up North Carolina, who currently has a minus six and a half uh, spread over NC State, a team that, you know, desperately needs a win that head scratching loss to Georgia Tech, a Carolina grad myself. It's always a stutter step to the finish. We just can't have anything nice. It's all of the things, right? But this North Carolina team is about to face off against the NC State team who's been, you know, beaten up. You know, they lost Devin Leary. They were just trying to get to their finish line. Their offense is not doing things, but that defense is still good and rivalry games are still rivalry games. How do you see this one unfolding? Well, unfortunately, Candace, North Carolina's defense is still North Carolina's defense, right? <laughs> and that's something that has really plagued this team all year long. Yeah. And you could go back and you could see it against App State when they gave up 62 points. You just yeah. happened to score 63 because you had a superstar in the making in Drake May and somebody yeah. I've been a huge fan of all season long. When it really started in that game when you start to see what he was capable of. This game scares me. It really does. It terrifies (laughs) me. Like, I think the offense will bounce back. I think Drake May will be fine. I think Josh Downs will be fine, recovering from that catch. I think they'll be able to put up points. NC State's defense is not – they're no slouch. But I do think North Carolina will be able to put up points. But can you trust North Carolina's defense to get many stops? No. So, once again, I think this will be a close game. I think it will come down to the wire. I think MJ Morris is a really good quarterback for NC State, who's a freshman in his own right. He's kind of shown some flashes, but he's also shown the propensity for mistakes. And that, to me, is is what has to happen. The Tar Heel defense has to step up because he'll make a mistake or two. He's going to move the ball on you. We know that against North Carolina's defense, but he's also going to make a mistake. They've got to get the turnovers when they're there. If they do that, they'll take care of business and they'll be fine. But that's very much a question mark if they do that. I would, I actually like NC State in the points. I mean, all along the last home stretch here, no matter if it's Wake, Duke, whoever the opponent has been, it's always been a one possession field goal type of game late. I, I don't think that changes. NC State is more than capable of hanging there with uh, North Carolina. I think North Carolina wins, but I think it'll be inside that six and a half points. Absolutely. And, you know, I would love to say it's at North Carolina. We had the home field advantage, but have you seen the defense at home? Yeah, it still stinks. So, of course, yeah, you know, (laughs) you want to find optimism, but it's certainly a challenge. I do want to shift gears. We're talking to Danny Cannell here, who is here courtesy of Bet Online. And, guys, if you want to get into any of the betting action around our, you know, network, betonline.net is the place to go. We're talking about some of our top 25 teams. Let's shift to Florida State. 
State, the number 16 team in the country, who, you know, going into this season, Mike Norvell's seat was getting a little spicy. Who knows? You know, all the things, and Jordan Travis wasn't the guy. So many storylines you could have followed, and yet here they are having a really good season and striking hot at the right time. And now they go up against a Florida team at minus nine and a half, which I sit here and say, Florida State looking real good right now. They're looking fantastic. I mean, you see the smile on my face. All of a sudden, I lit up. Yeah. For the first time in like five or six years, Candace, I can actually talk about the Seminoles and yeah. feel good, feel like I'm not like being a homer and making a case for them that maybe it's not as bad as people think. Yeah. And it feels great. And I think it's a, a tribute to the job that Mike Norvell and this coaching staff have done. Uh, and it's been a process. And that's been kind of my talking point around Florida State for the last couple of years is, Mike Norvell is laying a foundation. Let's let him build the foundation and then let's see what he can build on that. Yep. And now we're seeing the fruits of their labor. Like you're seeing a team that I firmly can believe. And I tweeted this out and I even had some Florida state fans say like, really they can compete with anybody in the country, Georgia, Ohio state, Michigan, USC, you take the team. They can compete and would have a chance to win in those games. Now you can't overlook three losses. That's a reality. But more importantly, like after those three losses, years passed in the last five or six years, maybe you see Florida State go in the tank. Yep. You know, they might win a game or two here, but they finish, you know, around 500, maybe bowl eligible. Now you're looking at a, a game that I do think Florida State will win against Florida, and you have a nine-win season with the opportunity to get to 10, 10 wins, which will propel this team into an offseason where – Mike Norvell already has been recruiting really well. He's had a tremendous amount of success in the transfer portal, whether it was Jermaine Johnson, Jared Verse, the receivers that we see out there this year for Florida State. Now you can actually start to get a little bit even higher tier of player because they're looking at Florida State as a true contender, which I do think they'll be next year for the ACC title. So it's remarkable. And I do think you have to give Alex Atkins, the offensive coordinator, and Mike Norvell as the offensive coaches a ton of credit for the the job they've done with Jordan Travis, yeah. who you know has been phenomenal. He's completely changed the perception of him as a player, where it was a little bit more game manager, athlete playing quarterback. To now, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC, if not the country. And it should be a off season where he's talked about for the Heisman and one of the favorites coming into next year. Ooh, I love to hear that. We give him a lot of Heisman credit. Sometimes it's facetious, sometimes it's real. Because at the beginning of the season, I will say Florida State fans were like, just wait. And I was like, okay, guys, I get it. But now I'm saying, okay, maybe maybe we could turn things and figure things out. But he's certainly having one of the better seasons. But I like the confidence that he's building, right? I think it's just being able to be the number one quarterback and people trusting in him and all of that good stuff. So that's certainly been a pleasure to watch. Let's shift gears and talk about another top 25 team who just squeaked in here. We weren't expecting them to have a good season, but we, on the show, we call them the Fighting Satterfields, Louisville, who decided, hey, we want our coach to stay. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but we're facing off against Kentucky. And they say, you know, SEC, all this noise. But I'm saying, have you seen this Louisville defense? Whether or not they have Malik Cunningham or not, they're figuring out ways to win. And this could be the same case going into this matchup. I totally agree with you on everything you said. It's Scott Satterfield has been a bumpy ride, right? He flirts with another job. Fans don't like it. I wouldn't either, and yet it's yeah. a part of the business, so I understand it. The school yeah. has to like put out a letter backing him. It was ugly, and he had a ton of pressure on him this year, and it started off a little bit on shaky ground, right? I mean, you come in, you start off, 
and you have a loss against Syracuse. And we didn't know that Syracuse was going to be any good this year. So we're like, oh, it's coming off the rails. Bounce back with against UCF, which wasn't the prettiest of wins, but at least it's a pretty good quality opponent. Then they get beat by Florida State. Again, I don't think anybody knew Florida State was going to be as good as they were. And they Florida State had injuries. So you're like, one and two start. This is going to be a long year for Scott Satterfield. And to get them turned around to where they are now, to be in a top 25 team, to be in a team that can win without Malik Cunningham as he's been facing injury, as you mentioned, it's been phenomenal. And another team that could really put an exclamation point on the season by getting a win against an SEC opponent. Now, I can't stand Candace rooting for <laughs> conferences, rooting for like, hey, SEC or ACC. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. But if you do, you desperately want Louisville to beat Kentucky. Yeah. I might be in that camp this weekend. Because Kentucky's vulnerable, they are beatable, and I think Louisville can do it. And then, similar to what we were talking about with Mike Norvell and the Florida State Seminoles, Scott Satterfield's able to put a lot of those issues in the rear view, get to an 8-4 and four season, top 25 finish. He can build it, and then you start creating a perception change, not only of Louisville, but of the entire ACC, which is necessary so that next preseason – there are a bunch of ACC teams in the preseason top 25 so that you know other conferences, the committee, can't criticize the conference for not having any good teams. You'll have teams that start in the top 25, and then it builds your resume and the perception of the whole entire conference will change. Yeah, absolutely. And those are our top 25 matchups. We have some other good games happening for the ACC this weekend. Wake Forest will face off against a Duke team that, again, was happily a surprise. Syracuse will face off against Boston College. And Georgia Tech will just have mercy on them against Georgia. We'll just pray that nobody, everyone comes out unscathed and all the good things. But as we look and you know do a little preview before I get you out of here of the ACC championship game, Clemson and North Carolina is decided a lot earlier than it usually is, especially on the coastal side. It, they'll have a good opportunity. North Carolina gets a good defense with NC State, but then they'll have to honestly replicate it again. How do you see this matchup going? A lot of people are saying Clemson minus 17 or at least by 10 points is going to be a blowout. Does North Carolina even have a chance? How well does Drake May have to play? Drake May will have to be Drake May. Yeah that he's been 10 games of the season, not 11, because that was a bad performance that he had against Georgia Tech. It happens, though. It happens to everybody. Unfortunately, with North Carolina's defense, you don't have the luck. Like, if Stetson Bennett has a bad game for Georgia, nobody notices because the defense only gives up three points. You know, if C.J. Stroud struggles for Ohio State, their defense is good enough where they only give up 10 or 13 points. You know, you don't have the high stress that's on you. But if Drake May plays like he's played all season long, they can put up points on Clemson's defense. The thing that concerns me is Dabo and Clemson are smart enough to realize how dangerous North Carolina's offense is. Mm -hmm. Their offense hasn't been prolific, so I think you'll see a healthy dose of Will Shipley, Mm -hmm. of the ground game, of DJ Uyungle running the football. And even I think they'll make a concerted effort to – really work the play clock to their favor, like drain it down, snap the ball with five or six seconds purposefully on drives so that no matter what happens, touchdown, field goal, or even a punt, you're not giving the ball to Drake May in that offense. So I think that's what you're going to see unfold. It concerns me some for North Carolina, but I do think they'll be able to put up points on this Clemson defense, which could make it really interesting. And Clemson, as we mentioned, like they're not unbeatable. They've had their bad games too, but unfortunately – I do think the defense is too much of a liability. Syracuse's defense was really good. That's why they were able to hang with Clemson. North Carolina's is not, which is why it could get sideways. Now, again, 
on the Clemson side, Clemson fans are like, wait, what about us? Clemson could blow them out, which is the best case for the ACC if you want a team in the playoff. They need mm-hmm. to win impressively. Yeah. So I think it'll be right around that number. I think Clemson's offense will be too much for UNC's defense, and I do think they can handle their business. You asked about Drake May. I do think he cost himself a Heisman Trophy in that Georgia Tech game, mm. even though if – oh, it still hurts. <laughs> if Josh Down catches that catches that pass, he probably could have survived because not a lot of people watch, right? They weren't yeah. watching North Carolina, Georgia Tech, so they would have just seen, oh, he won. Like, And then you have the big stage against NC State. You have a massive stage against Clemson. You could have still potentially won it. I do think that what's at stake here is an invite to New York. And I think Mm. that's where Drake may, even if he loses to Clemson, the type of performance that he's going to have to put up. And I do think he could, I still think he could get to New York regardless, even if he doesn't, he'll be a preseason probably favorite coming into next season because of what he's laid down this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I honestly don't want him to even be a preseason ACC player of the year because I saw that with Devin Leary. I'm like, I don't even give attention to my quarterback. Let him fly under the radar. Let us just, let's just have this little jewel that we know. But now, you know, world's a stage for him, and I'm super excited about it. But that defense is certainly a liability. And you would think, like, every week that people tell you you're terrible, somehow you would just find it in you. You know, you want to bring it out the best. But it's not quite working for Carolina yet. So I'm, ho- I'm hoping, you know, somehow, Carolina, you're terrible. Like, I'm hoping they hear this and kind of just go spew but we'll we'll see we'll definitely see danny it's always a pleasure to have you here on the show can you please remind folks of where they can find you and follow all your work sure i have a morning show on sirius xm espn u radio channel 84 7 to 9 and then cbs sports hq all your digital content and the cover three podcast so it's basically kind of obnoxious how much i talk out there you don't have to look very far and i appreciate anybody who wants to listen but you might get sick of my voice (laughs) <laughs> Guys, we we enjoy him every single time he has the opportunity to come. Make sure you check out all of those platforms. Come back on Monday. We know we're going to enjoy the holiday season. Eat really good, bet even better. And then on Monday, we'll have our good, bad, and ugly, as we usually do, to recap all of our favorite games here on the ACC. For Candace Cooper and Danny Cannell, until next time.